After Bay, the podcast for all life and love forms of Arcadia Bay and beyond. I'm your host Martin, as known as It's Me Maxine. First of all, I wish you a good start into the new year, or if you're celebrating differently, a good start into the next chapter of life. If you're searching for the missing episodes of October till December, yes, you're right, there are no such episodes. Due to several private matters, I made no new podcast episodes in the last three months. I'm so glad that John Sokoulis agreed on showing us some insight in his fan-made game Life is Strange After the Storm. Even this new episode took me a long time to make and I'm grateful that John was so patient. There's also one new thing you might have noticed. I have a new podcast cover. Our three tiers made the iconic Max and Chloe on the train tracks art. Please check him out and I hope we will see some new stuff from him in the future. As long as he's willing to keep me as a sometimes cryptic and demanding customer. <laughs> At the end, I will shortly present some fan news I found on the internet. Some brand new, some six years old. This hiatus wasn't planned, but I would say that at the moment I'm grateful that I could use that time and power in the three months pause to handle and process a lot of private matters, while some are still ongoing. But I found that this podcast also gives me something to focus on and strive for, And of course, I love and miss my babies and the Liz fandom. I have to apologize to my Katie because I postponed her interview sometime into the next year and to Johnson Terminal for canceling our appointment on a very short notice. So sorry. But I will do, still do an interview with you. Promise. Thanks for keeping up with me and still listening to this podcast. Or welcome new listener. Kudos again to Christina, as known as Riley Hawk, for letting me use her Life is Strange inspired music for the podcast and Olya Rue for the original podcast cover. This time I have a wonderful guest. This is John, John Tsukoulis, and uh, of course I will talk about Life is Strange and about his fan game Life is Strange After the Storm and uh, welcome him to the podcast. And John, of Of course, everyone introduces uh, themselves to the people who listen to the podcast. So uh, please tell us something about yourself. So, yeah, um, it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you for calling me. So my name is John Sokoulis. I'm 21 years old. I'm from Greece. I just graduated college with a bachelor's degree in computer science. And I'm a games programmer. I'm currently not working anywhere, but I'm available too if anyone's, anyone is uh, interested. Ah, okay. In my free time, I like playing games and also maintain games, of course. Were studying or you, you finished your studying at SAE or...? Oh, yeah. I just uh, finished my bachelor degree. Ah, so the congratulations then. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, of course, I will start with questions about Life is Strange. And the most famous question, of course, is how and when you got into the video game franchise of Life is Strange. Yeah, so my first start with uh, Life is Strange was back in 2015. 
This is also the year that the game uh, released. Mm. I was really interested to play a choice-based game because I didn't have any past experiences with uh, something like that. I started playing the game, but I was not really into it, so I dropped it after the second episode, to be honest, uh, the first time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Two years later, in the summer of um, 2017, I decided to give it another chance, and I don't know what it was, but uh, I was more into it uh, than ever before. Uh, Maybe because I was older, I don't really know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, uh, But I finished the game in just a few days, and I remember E3 was just around the corner, and Life is Strange before the storm was announced, so I was really hyped to see uh, those characters again and play as Chloe. Ah, okay. (laughs) Cool. So, is this right? You were... 16 at the at the event playing the game or uh, yeah around 16 17 okay. yeah okay cool cool because i <laughs> i have to admit uh, because uh, of course you know it but uh, i'm much much older <laughs> but uh, <laughs> and i played it uh, only three years ago so i always find it fasc- fascinating because i have also three children uh two are almost oh. um, one is almost your age and um the oldest one, but the middle one is uh, almost the age you played it. So um, I always wonder with my my um, youngest child. Uh, she's uh, 13 now, and she's also eager to play it. But <laughs> I always say, "Ah, oh, you have to wait <laughs> because it's uh, the topics are too." I mean, yeah, 15 or 16, it's okay, I think. But before it's. Yeah, I see. I see that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what was so special about it for you then uh, when you played again? I think what made the game so special for me was that the year I started playing Life is Strange again was when one of my friends uh, reached out to me after a year of not talking to each other because of um, some personal stuff that happened between us. Mm -hmm. She really made my whole summer, and that reminded me a lot of a relationship between Max and Chloe, and that's probably the reason I love those characters so much, to be honest. They are relatable to me and the situation that I was in, so, yeah. Mm. So, and was there uh, aha or life-changing moments, some people say so, during the game or afterwards related to Life is Strange for you? I believe that it was the fact that the game uh, made me think twice about my everyday choices in life and the consequences of my actions and how they impact the world around me. Mm. I believe that's what more games would do uh, other than offer entertainment. Mm -hmm. As you said, mostly people uh, get into the fandom or the community after a while, after they played Life is Strange. So, um, how and when did you get into the fandom of Life is Strange? I got into the fandom around the period that I started making my fan game. I wanted to say what I made with other fans because I know how much those characters mean to people. And Mm. they gave me really positive feedback, so I was really proud and happy of my work, and it gave me motivation to continue. Oh, cool. Talking about the fandom, what do you like most about the fandom? People are really creative in the fandom. I've seen seen so many great projects and artworks created by fans, and that's what I really like about the fandom the most. Creativity is uh, outstanding. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) What platforms were you most active at that time or or nowadays? Mostly active on Twitter, Mm -hmm. but I'm not really getting involved in uh, conversations that much. I'm more of an observer, to be honest. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> so you are on YouTube also, I think? Oh, yeah, yeah. I have um, some videos with uh, Levi Strange there and other projects that I'm making right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so talking about the fandom, as you said, there are um, already creative people out there, outstanding. And um, so what do you like most about the uh, fandom type, um, like drawings, cosplay, or fan fictions? Yeah, I like everything creative. Um, there are so many talented people in the fandom, but I think I like seeing videos and artworks uh, more. Mm-hmm. I knew you or knew your work for the programming level designs and the cutscenes you made for the fan game Life is Strange after the storm, as you said, you're programming. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, how you got into this kind of level design and kind of programming? So, before Life is Strange came into my life, I was and still am a really hardcore Tomb Raider fan. I started making games with uh, Tomb Raider level editor, which is the game engine that uh, core design used for the first five games of Tomb Raider. Mm -hmm. Level editor has a whole community of uh, level builders in the Tomb Raider fandom and many great games were built by them. After some years of uh, experimenting with the level editor, I wanted to try and make something with the next generation game engine. And that's when I found out about Unity. Mm -hmm. I started making levels in Unity mostly because I didn't know much about programming back then. Mm -hmm. Some years later, when I graduated high school, I decided to attend a college uh, called Sai uh, Athens to learn games programming. And that's when I started making Life is Strange After the Storm. Mm, cool. Normally, you, you have a drawing background, or was, are you just drawing since the beginning of school? Or? Yeah, I, I had, I had, yeah. I was uh, drawing even before I started uh, making games. So, yes. Cool. So, what were your projects over time? Yeah. As I mentioned before, I was uh, making Tomb Raider levels with a level editor first, mm -hmm. but I never released anything. I was just doing it for fun. I made most of my projects in college as parts of assignments. I made Lost in the Darkness, which is a survival horror game still in development. Okay. Uh, another one called uh, Don't Be a Chicken, which is a game about a little chicken that uh, wanted to escape a farm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Tomb Raider Assassin, which is also a fan-made project of a cancelled Tomb Raider game. Mm -hmm. Of course, Life is Strange After Harvest Storm, which, is, which at first was a tool called uh, Object Spawner uh, for an assignment. And uh, recently I released a fan-made Resident Evil game I made with one of my friends from college called uh, Resident Evil Recreation or a Nostalgia Game Jam. Ah, I think you mentioned it uh, via Twitter. Yeah. But, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of, uh, <laughs> of, I don't know if it's called horror game maybe, but uh, Resident Evil, but <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I've, I've seen the videos. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah, how's it currently going for you? So, as you said, you graduated and you are not in a job at the moment. So, do you have any, uh, you take commissions or have Patreon or how's it going for you? Most of my projects are uh, still in development, but I released Resident Evil Recreation recently, as I mentioned, and it is available to download in my YouTube page. 
Mm-hmm. I don't have a Patreon, a Patreon or anything like that uh, for commissions, uh, but I'll maybe do sometime in the future for original projects. Mm-hmm. Are there any limitations or no-goals for you uh, and you like specific themes? I think that um, whatever you decide to make, you first have to do your research for um, sensitive subjects and themes in games. So, yeah, of course, I can't really touch all subjects without uh, doing that first, but um, be sure that I'm doing it uh, respectfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I think uh, <laughs> because it's, it's, it's not so um, general um, sensitive topic, but it's more, I think, a fandom-related sensitive topic, like um, the handling of... of um, Rachel, because you you choose um, um, after the storm. So I think that <laughs> it's not easy when you do a fan game. I can imagine. For, I think there are different reactions, but I, but we come to this later, maybe. It's really hard to please everybody. So sure, sure. I can only imagine. Yeah. Is there a dream you have? What you would like to build or, or a program or who you uh, whom you would like to work with? Yeah, I mean, I'm dreaming of making games full time, mm-hmm. working with uh, big companies, uh, companies such as uh, Don't Know, Deck Nine, or Crystal Dynamics in the future. Yeah, I hope we will see then more of you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I hope so too. <laughs> we wish you luck. Of course, yeah. Life is strange after the storm, as you said. Your fan game currently in development. I have some questions from people from the Discord server. And the first one is from R3Tios. Um, he asked on the Life Strange fans Discord server, how much time it took for you to create the game from scratch and why you choose Unity over Unreal? <laughs> took me about um, two years, I believe, um, to build the game mm-hmm. until this current uh, point. Um, I choose the Unity over Unreal because I was more confident with uh, Unity back then and uh, when I started making the game. Right now I'm making games with Unreal, but I'm not really an expert uh, like Unity. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's that. (laughs) Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm I'm no technician. My my programming is 30 years away (laughs) ago. So um, I have never programmed in Unity or Unreal. So isn't it just just for some side question? Uh, um, is isn't Unity the the game engine used for before the storm and Unreal the one for Life is Strange? Or am I wrong? Yeah, that's right. Um, Unity was used for before the storm, and Unreal was used for all the other projects. Mm, okay. Yeah. So, but but this was no, this was just coincidence for you. So you you know Unity before. I've been working with uh, Unity since 2014, even before I attended college. To be honest. Ah, okay. Ah, cool. But I was not doing uh, programming. I was just um, doing level design and stuff like that. It's okay, but because you were 14 or 15 at this time, I think it's absolutely okay. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, cool. People will ask, um, as I said, with Rachel, <laughs> I've seen Rachel, Chloe, and Max. So will we see more of Rachel in the game? 
Yeah, uh, Max and Chloe are of course in the game. Rachel is uh, also part of it and will be featured, but I can't really tell much yet because I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> sure. The story takes place um, some weeks after the storm happened. Max and Chloe are on the run uh, to start a new life. Um, Max is kind of traumatized by the events of the first game. She still has nightmares about the hurricane and what happened to all those people in Arcadia. Uh, she's pretty much uh, blaming herself and she feels guilty. Chloe is by her side uh, this time around to help her get through it, but uh, at the same time she doesn't want to discuss what happened and wants to move forward with her life. Uh, so I think it's interesting to, th- to see how they interact with each other in the game. Sounds cool. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as you said, you will, <laughs> will um, t- not spoil so much. That was absolutely okay. I think I have another question from Clarks, also asked on the Life is Strange fans Discord server. Sure, everyone wants to know, is the game playable and will it be opened up for others? And he added that it looks amazing so far. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. So, yeah, um, the game is playable uh, right now in this current state, but um, it needs to be some bugs need to be fixed and stuff like that until um, it's uh, possible for other players to play it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I believe that uh, maybe this year it will be available for download, uh, the first episode. Ah, cool. Uh, I'm not sure if you know, because of course you know him, if you know Esbel or Sabel. Yeah, of course. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think he, he made some some great levels. I think, yeah, I, I'm not sure there are so many people out there making this and, and also um, opening up for, for, for the public. So, uh, but I can imagine that it's not easy. I think Sabel also t- told that uh, it was not easy for him to make it good enough or whatever um, so that it's okay for playing it for like I think normal people like me so I think there's a lot of work to do I think yeah of course uh, game development is uh, a really hard process in general mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah but cool that you do it also um, yeah in your, in your free time of course sure But will you, um, yeah, maybe tell us a little bit, <laughs> ask um, uh, what is possible and planned. So maybe is it possible uh, to play Max and Chloe or what will be possible? Yeah, it will be possible to play as both Max and Chloe. Mm-hmm. But I've seen some things uh, since the development started. For example, in my first video. Have showcased a mechanic where you could change uh, characters whenever you wanted, but that required far more time uh, than what I could possibly spend on it. Mm-hmm. So now you can play as both Max and Chloe, but only when the game offers you the chance. Time travel is back as well uh, for some puzzle of the game as the first one. Most of the mechanics from the original game and Before the Storm are implemented in the game. Yeah, wow. So, okay, we are excited. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Thank you. Maybe you heard uh, the interview with Katie's Gaming, and I'm not sure if uh, I'm right, but is she and maybe other people um, doing the voiceover for your game? Oh, yes. Uh, Katie is part of the project, and I plan to reveal the character she's going to play sometime soon. 
so stay tuned for that then but i think you can imagine who she's going to to do though <laughs> chloe is voiced by alicia monroe in my game and some of the characters are voiced by an ai application called uh, replica studios which is also mm-hmm. which is what i used for the tracker that uh, chloe's talking in my latest video from the game in my youtube channel ah okay so is there anything <laughs> additional you'd like us to know about the game Sure, I'm currently working on an an update for the game that will improve the graphics to a more, let's say, next generation look. Mm -hmm. I'm planning to release a new video as soon as I'm done with the update. I've already uploaded something on Twitter, but it's not really done yet. Uh, So keep an eye out for that, I guess. Mm -hmm. As you said, I think you handled the project on your own. Okay, you have support from people like, like VoiceOver or... Uh, stuff like that but is there any help or support or know-how whatever needed uh, that may help you to for this project yeah uh as i said uh, voice actress actresses and uh, other people such as uh, eliana which is my friend also from college uh, helped me with uh, some of the models for the game there are other people involved in uh, the game i usually put their links down uh, in my videos from uh, YouTube. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have support from other people. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Uh, as you said that you may be releasing it uh, this year, but uh, we don't want to, <laughs> to fix you on that. So we will see, as you said, that you release some, some new uh, videos or news about the game. So we'll see as it progress. Yeah. Cool. We are, Happy to to see what comes up in the future. I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> sure. Talking about the community part. Yeah, as I said, I talked to, to Espel on another episode. He was also making such uh, level designs of Life is Strange. As you said, um, you have no Patreon, but um, uh, is there a yeah, like fan art community? Or uh, people you, a group of people, you share ideas or tricks with Unity or whatever um, you use um, for the uh, level design? Oh, um, yeah. Uh, there are people um, from uh, my college that I usually talk about it for uh, coding stuff and, and things like that. Um, so, yeah, there are people... Um, Uh, helping me with some things uh, such as um, some programming bugs that I'm usually stuck to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. So, and are there some names you made can uh, drop that we can uh, show in the show notes of the podcast or... Uh, Usually talking with uh, my friend uh, Maya which is from college. Uh, yeah, I've, uh, we pu- we're, we're going to put a, ding- a link down below, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, concerning feedback and input from the community. How's the feedback from the community? I think it's really positive. Um, so far, I have mm-hmm. really positive feedback from the community, and I really appreciate it. Um, of course, there are people that uh, responded with uh, negative feedback, but I really appreciate that uh, they took their time to check out my work even if i don't like it mm-hmm. yeah i think that's normal i think that's always people who yeah have something to say 
course, and that's fine. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, but I think that, as you said, most of the feedback is positive, and that's that's. I think it's also in this as you said, a strange community what makes it so so special that most of the people are have even if they have feedback that is maybe not positive or maybe it's constructive. So um, of course there are other people, of course, but most of the community is very constructive. I think. Of course, and it's helping a lot for my project. Mm-hmm. Coming back to Life is Strange, sometimes I throw a critical eye on Life is Strange. And yeah, of course, there are also critics and some are, I think, legit uh, critics about Life is Strange. To maybe fuel some stereotype, uh, like missing people of color. What do you think? What topics are missing or could have been developed more? I think that um, people with uh, disabilities are missing. It should be featured more in the game. Mm -hmm. Other than that, I think that they touch most of the, subje the subjects with uh, respect to the people they are trying to present to the audience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think they, they really did a really good job and it shows. Yeah, that's right. As we have now uh, Life is Strange True Colors, um, we have a woman of color uh, with Alex in the new Life is Strange. So I'm not sure if you played already Life is Strange True Colors. Oh, I have. I just uh, finished it uh, last week. Ah, okay, perfect. How does it feel to play Alex also in comparison to, to Max, Chloe? And I'm not sure if you played Life is Strange 2 in comparison to Sean. Yeah, of course. Um, I love playing as Alex. I think she's a really strong and uh, relatable character. Uh, I can't really compare the playable characters from the other games because I think mm -hmm. each of them uh, are their own person. So I don't think it's a fair comparison for uh, that reason. That's a good thing because I, it means that the developers did their work uh, right. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Uh, what do you have you heard about people? Let's say um, that now an Asian American woman is the main protagonist. Maybe do you think that's that's uh, specifically stuck out for people? I think people's reactions are already really positive. Mm -hmm. I personally don't think it matters where you come from. It's also 2022. Uh, I like to believe that people mm -hmm. are now more accepting and supportive than ever before. So. I think it's time to leave stereotypes uh, back in the past where they belong, uh, especially in a game like Life is Strange that touches on so many sensible uh, subjects such as mm -hmm. LGBTQ people, for example. Mm -hmm. That's right, yeah. Do you think there are any taboos or red lines in the fandom of Life is Strange? I personally haven't seen people in the fandom uh, having any of those. I think the community is really supportive and encouraging. Mm -hmm. Also with uh, people I see it with myself, I'm not uh, physically disabled, but I'm in the autistic spectrum. So also um, people are very welcome in, in every way. And a lot of people also relate much to, to, to Max or to other characters in their their own abilities or disabilities they have so yeah that's right yeah that's uh, really nice that we have so so many good people in the fandom yeah they're really diverse yeah that's that's really cool yeah 
talking about uh, games as art or in general uh, about games, um, what do you think, what impact Life is Strange will have on the game community? I think Life is Strange uh, makes uh, gamers open up their minds more to specific themes and um, subjects because, as we all know, the game has already touched uh, really sensitive subjects and themes and will continue to do so. I believe that's one of the strongest parts uh, of the series. Hmm. I think in, I'm not sure, the remastered version of Life is Strange and Before the Storm is coming up in, I think, two weeks or so. Yeah. So what are you waiting for, for the remastered version? <laughs> I'm really excited to see the new visuals and uh, facial expressions of the characters. Mm -hmm. I think that's what was lacking a lot in the original game since it was supposed to be a really emotional experience. Mm -hmm. The facial expressions were really limited most of the time in the original game. Mm -hmm. So that's a really nice thing to see that it's fixed in the remaster. If it's okay or if it's shocking. I don't know if I'm... <laughs> I, we will see yeah. how, it, <laughs> how it will be. There are some... I think there were some screenshots or video snippets already of the new... Yeah, I think the videos were... The trailer that they released back in mm -hmm. June, I believe, I can't remember, was uh, in early stages of development, as many people said. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to see something uh, great in the upcoming trailers or images from the game. Yeah, we will see you. It was already really good, in my opinion, anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, concerning Life is Strange, or maybe... Yeah, even aside from that, uh, what are your future plans and projects? Of course, one of my future plans uh, is to finish the first episode of After the Storm, continue developing my own projects. Mm -hmm. I also want to get in the industry sometime soon. Yeah, we wish you all, all the best for it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Are there any other topics you want to focus on in the future? I really want to focus more on getting better at uh, animations and uh, 3D models in the future for my own project. So, yeah. Yeah, okay. We are reaching the end of the episode. And, yeah, is there anything you want to say to the community? Give advice for potential artists or anything you want to share? Yeah, my advice would be to... Chase after your dreams, even if they um, underestimate you. Never give up uh, what you want to do and never let anyone tell you what you're capable of. You can do anything. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good advice. Yeah, yeah, perfect. As you said, I will link your contacts and uh, websites of YouTube and Twitter, I think, in the show notes. Of course. Yeah. Then thank you for uh, joining us here in the podcast. Uh, thanks for your insight. And yeah, we wish you all the best for your future. Thank you so much. It was uh, a pleasure to be here. Yeah, thanks. And of course, we are excited to see more of uh, Life is Strange after the storm. So see you next time then. Thank you so much. I have to admit that it is a little awkward to present you the news because they are no news anymore. <laughs> so please forgive me, and I picked up the most of the links over the last four months uh, when True Colors came out. 
Speaking about True Colors, there's one artist who you surely came across. It's Marine, as known as Reen Xart. If you haven't, then you definitely check her out if you like True Colors or Arcane. Oh, and by the way, if we are there, take a look at the True Colors comic Life is Strange Dark Entities from Lito Perizito. I think Chapter 5 is already there, so way to go. And there's the Roadback movie project by the Wonder Twins, showing us a short cosplay movie with Max and Chloe again, which I think was published just a week ago. There's some really nice promo art. I'm not sure how I initially found the Rewind live-action fan-made series by the Drama Kings, which started 2015, but I think it is worth a look. Max and Chloe are played by male actors with a nice view on the Life is Strange story. Last but not least, I found the Life is Strange 2 short film from 2020 called Wolf Brothers, with a short limbs of Sean and Daniel on the road. I wish it were longer, but it makes me miss them again. This episode will come to an end now. You can send in your questions you have via email or Twitter to me. Of course, you can also send me wishes for future interviews and topics. The next episode isn't planned yet, but I will try to stay with the monthly release and switch the date from last Sunday to the first Sunday of the month. So the next episode will come out on March 6th eventually. Keep your fingers crossed. Stay safe out there. Thanks for listening to my podcast and spread the word. See you soon in and around Acadia Bay, Puerto Lobos or Haven. Yours truly. Bye.